Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. Welcome back to the pod. Hope everyone is doing well. How are we are you? so glad to have you here, guys. We are so happy to welcome you into our space. How are you all? It's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy space. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You're fucking good. I'm great. <laughs> as well as can be. Good. Due to the circumstances. Yes. Not the circumstances. Where are you sitting? I'm not sleeping great. Oh, really? Yeah. There, I said it. There's, yeah. Me and my restless leg syndrome are, are still, still fucking still, shit up. You're still battling the restless leg. Yeah. We, we speak about that in... Um, our, oh, do we? Our, our, our latest triple X calls. We have a quite a segment on um, restless leg yeah. syndrome and not sleeping yeah. well. Keeping that really good shit. For, um, aside. Yeah. <laughs> and you said on Triple X Girls that it went into your hand and arm and hello, same Z's mm. bitch, which is so weird. It's magnesium. I know, I've started taking it, so yeah. hopefully it will um work soon. I wonder what it's from. I don't know. I wonder could it be a, a side effect of your medication? Or else is it in my head? Because so now when I go to sleep, I'm like don't think about your leg. Probably <laughs> a bit about of your leg, and then I'm like, because whenever I have it, I always notice like the minute I acknowledge it, it gets. Worse. I know it's it's like a battle between my mm. mind and body. Um, um, I wonder could it be a side effect of your medication? I know. That's the only other thing I'm thinking because if it's like not going with the other shit, yeah, I know it could be. You should look into it. I should. Well, I'm good. Thanks oh yeah, for asking. sorry. <laughs> I'm like me, 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 me. How are you? Do you know what? When you are fucking um, sleep deprived, it's very hard to compute. It's, it's like you're on drugs. Have you not been sleeping at all? No, I have. I have. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. No, Just I'm Just lightly grand. sleeping. Just like in and out. Evan like left this morning to go for a run at like 6am. I didn't even hear him get up. And then I kind of woke up at one point and I thought I heard like something drop in the kitchen. And I was like, so weird. And then like Evan wasn't in the bed beside me. And I was like, oh, maybe he went to work already. And then I kind of fell asleep again. Then I heard like... Like it sounded like it didn't sound like a banging. It sounded like you know when something drops and then goes dun, 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 dun. and I was like, "What is that?" And then I was like, "Oh my god, it's someone at the door!" And I had to like throw clothes oh, no. on. And then it was Evan. He because our roommate locked him out. He was outside for half an hour. No way. Was he mad? <laughs> so for fuck's sake, he was like he went. Like he was banging on the door, then he went outside of the building to like ring the intercom because he should. But like, I got these new earplugs and like they're really doing their job. Oh, you sleep with earplugs? I have to. He snores so bad. 
Okay. Yeah, I have to sleep with earplugs in it. You poor thing. That's so annoying. Ah, uh, it's not because you get a really good sleep with earplugs. Yeah, because you don't like have any. Like I'm, I can be a deep sleeper, but if like there is a noise, it will wake me up. You know that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, like when I sleep, I sleep deep, but like I can be waking. Like if I don't have earplugs in, like even like if like our roommate gets up for work, it would wake me up. You know that way. Mm. And then like sometimes if I wake up at like in the morning, I'm probably not going back asleep. You know that way. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind. I've always kind of had uh, earplugs my dad works in construction so like he'd always have them knocking around and like him and my brother but it is a where thing. did you get these ones uh you just i got these ones in duns you get them in like pharmacies little sil- they're like little foam ones um i'd never think of that oh they're so good i'd never think of that yeah we well, see but they are a thing of like um i mean I, I basically have to sleep in like a sensory deprivation tank i need like blackout blinds and eye mask earplugs <laughs> lavender oil like the lavender oil is Incred. Yeah, but once you go earplugs out, like it is a warning. Like you'll never be able to not sleep with earplugs. It's the same feel. as eye masks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how people go to sleep without an eye mask. Which on. like it any blows time. my fucking. I remember when I used to sleep in your old apartment with you, and you'd have like n- like no curtains. And what the, one in Marina? This one, and like you'd have the br- the blinds. Like your blinds were like net curtains. Yeah, and yeah. it would be like. Beaming sun in I the know. morning. I was like, how but I sleep with sleep? like an eye mask and a t-shirt over my head. I, even that, like, I can't with like. I need like blackout blinds because I always had them. I cannot if there's light coming in. Even like we have blackout blinds, and if they're like kind of scrunched at the side in the morning, yeah. the light comes in, it wakes me up. I'm like, do you know they did this really weird uh doc documentary? Not a documentary, an experiment. Evan told me where like. Um, they were trying to find out like the effects of light on people's sleep mm. and they were obviously like doing like you know pe- putting people to sleep and then or people going asleep and then kind of seeing like how effective their sleep was and you know monitoring them and all that kind of shit and they literally put like a laser on a guy's leg and it like drastically impacted his sleep so imagine what like bright curtains do like they literally put a laser on his knee what yeah and like the like the whatever it is fucking uv i don't know whatever rays they were put on him like affected his recovery and his sleep uh effectiveness wow yeah so i find that so interesting sleep stuff is so mad i know i'm only getting into it because i've not been sleeping as like that's always been something i was just i never thought about i'd always just go to sleep and be grand and now that I'm like, oh, and me, my friend Clancy is also like, she's having a bit of insomnia. So the two of us oh. are like, oh, texting about it. Yeah, I've had insomnia before. It's so horrendous. It's mental. It's like, I've not had that, but like, because like I'm tired, but like that I just can't go to sleep. But That's what know. insomnia is. Though. Oh, yeah. True. But if it's your leg keeping you up, I guess it's different. Because I, when I had insomnia, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was when I was really, really stressed. I think it was in my last year in college. And like, you're so tired, but you're just like awake. Like I would sleep maybe like half an hour because you can't sleep. You, you can't like shut your brain you, off. It's or not. It's just like your body. I don't know. It's mm. like your body reacting to. So it's like it doesn't even really make sense. Like because you'd be like, I have to sleep, and you're so yeah. tired, and you're so like the pressure of falling asleep is yeah. too much to be able to like and let it makes you drift you, like, off and so sleep. Emotional, oh. so touchy. Like, yeah, I think if yeah, you've yeah. no sleep, it's like it just affects your mood so badly. Yeah, but no, mine isn't that bad. Like I am. I'm. I am but. getting a bit of shut eye. Don't worry on. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So today we have some funny stories to discuss with you all. Um, some thank- internet. Yeah. Th- well, thankfully, like some shit has been popping off again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like we're slowly but surely edging back into the chaos that is normal life. <laughs> Girls, am I right? I'm so fucking ready. 
Uh, so the first story we want to talk about today is Anna Delvey. And now Anna Delvey is a story that like first emerged in like, I'm pretty sure like 2018. See, I never saw this until you presented me with this. Oh, yeah. 16 Minutes Australia. Yeah, which we'll get into because she went to jail. Yes. So Anna Delvey, uh, or her real name, which ended up being exposed as Anna Sorokin. She was um, a Russian-born woman who was raised in Germany. Moved to New York in like 2000 and I think 12, 13 around. And she basically reinvented herself. Um, you know, to cut a long story short, she called herself Anna Delvey. She said that she was like the daughter of, um, she had a few different spiels. Like her dad was either like an oligarch or like from Russia, or he was like, uh, like he owned like multiple businesses. She kind of spun different stories to other people, but she basically like positioned herself as like, you know, a high society person, uh, obviously of which there are so many in New York you know Mm -hmm. so she basically positioned herself around like you know they I watched a a, a video on her and like they did say like they she was really smart in how she did it she did it very slowly but surely she didn't go from zero to a hundred you know she didn't go from like being bottom of the barrel to hanging out with like hedge fund managers you know they were like she started off with like cool people she would hang out at like cool clubs where she anyone can have access to right but she knew who to like approach she knew who to befriend which you know I mean uh social climbing is nothing new and isn't that just networking yeah and that's what I find so interesting about this whole story right so she kept doing this kept doing this um and it ended like she got so successful at this at her you know lie in that she like was embezzling people out of like a lot of money. I think like the total figure was like two hundred and eighty thousand dollars or something. Right. Um. And what she was doing with this money was literally just like funding her like glamorous lifestyle. So it's not even okay. like she was embezzling people and like putting it into businesses and laundering their money and not giving them their return. She was just like, she spun this story that she was about to inherit sixty million dollars from her dad. She was getting this like trust fund payout. So she was kind of able to swindle people out of money for various scam businesses um her ultimate goal was that she wanted to set up um which is one of my favorite like plot twists she wanted to basically set up what a soho house but for art so soho house is like a kind of chain of private members clubs is one in New York, London, all the rest. And obviously it's it's really geared towards celebrities because you're not allowed your phone in there. It's like a spa of Bergheim. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed your phone. You're not allowed like it's very private, but it's like, you know, pools and all this bullshit, you know, like restaurants and all that kind of shit. But she wanted to do one for art so that you'll be a members club, but you can go in and like, I don't know, hang out with all this really cool art and it would be for artists, but also for like people who wanted to like patron the arts and all this kind of shit. Um, but she got caught. Um, she went to jail. And that's when I kind of lost interest in the story because like I was very interested and I was like, this is crazy. Because was it, on social media like was it did it get a lot of social media attention yeah 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 it was huge so one thing that they uh we watched um the 60 minutes she did an interview with 60 minutes australia which Which do iconic (laughs) interviews it's so they do the guy who does them they're, and the woman, yeah. she's bloody brilliant. As I well. love the guy. She's like, why the bloody hell did you do it? I lo- they they really ask like such cutting questions. Yeah. A side note, by the way, Dave and I have started to watch Grand Designs 
with your request and it's so gas and similar Kevin McLeod the host just ask such like I remember I was telling you that awkward like, where the question. bloody hell's the money coming from uh, well, and what about are you, uh, how's the budget I know where are you going like, to get that money returns of no, no my wife I know and it's like no my wife left me we're in so much debt has Dave ever watched Grand Designs before no. so up his alley oh, I know so that is crazy he hasn't watched that um, um, but yeah I mean it, I love the cutting questions it's so because you know when you're watching like an American interview with these celebrities and like they never like they're always pandering to them like I'm thinking like the Oprah with the Lindsay Lohan like I want someone to go hard Oprah's so annoying like same with the Meghan Markle interview she didn't challenge anything yeah like it was in a journalistic point of view like she didn't she just like no Barbara Walters Molly called them and was like poor you what oh my god I can't believe it instead of being like hold on you're saying that you, you know, like challenging, you know, oh, it was so tough. It was so tough. But she's saying that she didn't even read the fucking papers. So how was it so tough in that regard? Yeah. You know, for I guess it's just like that different, you know, there's probably there's two kind of styles of interview. One where you just make the person you're interviewing really comfortable and hopes that they'll just kind of spill all. And yeah. then there's like this kind of interviewing, which is like more aggressive. Trying more, to kind of bar- catch them out. Yeah, more Barbara Walters. And obviously like you get different, like that's why like people like, Anna Delvey and what's that girl Belle the Belle Gibson Belle that Gibson. was one that I followed because like I guess you know you're saying the the Anna Delvey one was huge but like it kind of just depends on what you kind of see on your timeline and stuff you mm. know like for me and my friend and my sister Sarah we both followed Belle Gibson yeah. and like she um came out with this cookbook she had a huge like Instagram following vegan back when bitch. like yeah she was like vegan plant-based whatever um you know really wholesome looking girl um, pretty but not intimidatingly so mm-hmm. and um, she would put up all these like you know things that she was making food wise and then sometimes she'd put up a post being like talking about her health and tumors and stage whatever cancer and brain cancer and like pictures of like her head half shaved like you know mental stuff or like a photograph of like she's inside a hospital and all these tubes and stuff but it came out that like and she wrote a book saying that she basically healed her cancer through um, plant-based eating yeah. and, like, and like stopped I mean, chemotherapy. It was her entire brand was yeah. the girl with, I mean, she became hugely famous off a curing. She co- profitized off it. Yeah, and like in monetarily and just through fame in general. It yeah. made her whole career that she was the girl who cured her cancer with She was a, a mom as well, diet. so that was another pull into like, oh my goodness, yeah. this poor young mom, like this son is going to lose his mother, and that it got, kind of like, thing. How did it, that get exposed again? Um, how does that get exposed? I think, um, I think maybe someone had been following the story and wrote mm. up about it. I want to rewatch because she did one with 60 Minutes Australia as well, because she's Australian. Yes. Um, and it's really, really good. But the Anna Delphi, that it was so interesting. She spoke to she 60 is. Minutes Australia. So like, it was just, I mean, this is like a New York centric story. She went to Rikers Island prison. Like, that is like, you know, in Breakfast at Tiffany's where she's going to prison to visit the mobster boss. She goes to Rikers Island. It is wow. like a notorious prison. It's like going to fucking Alcatraz. That's crazy. <laughs> and I I mean, so this gal who I'd never heard of before is, wow, Miss Attitude. She is so fucking funny yeah. in her like mannerisms and her just her overall kind of vibe is so um, staunch. She's so like... <laughs> confident and just like seems to be having this like inner joke that only she's in on kind of thing yeah it's really funny because like that was the interesting point for me um 
obviously I was interested in the story when it came out but obviously when someone gets sent to jail she was sent to jail for like I can't remember what sentence she got but she got out recently on good behaviour so yeah. she was obviously meant to be there for longer and so that's when I'm kind of like wah, wah, kind of thing you know like what are we going to find out about what actually happened um, and then so a big part of the story is um, and how she one aspect of how she got found out was she was living in um the Howard I think a hotel in New York and she befriended this girl who I think used to work from there she also worked for Vanity Fair and uh, she was a photo editor yes sorry yes that's what she was and um she befriended this girl and I watched another video on which kind of expanded on the story a little bit more I got a bit more info so Anna Delvey had been racking up bills in this hotel like because if you as everyone knows if you like are eating in a hotel and you're staying in the hotel you can just charge your room charge your room you don't have to pay up front so she was like getting all these people in for lunches with her inviting them in for business lunches she was schmoozing them she would rack up these crazy bills um just to impress people and to kind of add on to this lavish lifestyle but she was never obviously paying the bill so apparently like the Howard um locked her out of her room and like seized all of her possessions they're like you have to start paying your fucking bill and she then just like moved to a different hotel and like left all of her possessions and started to spin this story that like in order for her to renew her work visa and her visa for America she would have to leave the country every while so she invites this girl um from Vanity Fair and two other women one trainer apparently she would use this trainer in the Howard that was like $200 an hour or something and she'd invite her friends they like right the trainer was like her sessions were like a grand for an hour because she'd bring people and she'd be like yes come on just work out with me like just because she was trying to like show off and like build this like crazy like make it look like she was this oligarch that she's saying she was um so she invites her the trainer and this other girl I can't remember who the other one is away to Morocco she's like let's go to Morocco for a week she rents out this villa which is seven grand a night comes at like a chef a butler like all this crazy shit and they're racking up a bill again and day five comes in and like the house manager or something comes over and is like um we need you to pay like a chunk of this bill off now basically for whatever reason um obviously probably to be like (laughs) the bill's getting really really big we want to secure some fucking money and the bill was 60 grand and Anna gave her card she's like yeah okay here's my card and the card bounced and she somehow managed to convince this Vanity Fair girl to put it on her card like $60,000 and she was like don't worry like I'll pay the rest but I'll, I'll also be able to like get you back when we're in New York and like for all this girl knew like she'd seen this girl like living in a hotel racking up bills paying for these or what she thought was paying for these like you know per- personal training so you would be like you are loaded like you have crazy money you know and money clearly is no object to you so that's why you're weirdly expecting me to pay a 60 grand bill but how yeah. never um she puts it on her card and she's like but it'll be fine because like Anna's leaving after me like this girl was leaving the next day or something like that and she left and then when she came home she realized that the whole bill had been put on her card obviously Anna was like put it on the other card and then she ended up spending like all this time trying to chase Anna but Anna would be really good at like being like oh yeah yeah I'm just you know when you're asking someone for money back and you're like hey um can I have the 20 euro back and they're like yeah yeah I'm literally at the ATM now I'll get it for you and then they don't give it to you and then you ask them again they're like yeah yeah let me I'll open my Revolut and I'll give it to you now yeah yeah doesn't end up in your Revolut and you're like now that's when I was like hold the fucking phone because like this Vanity Fair girl went on a holiday and was 
all good to like live the experience. And I mean, come on, bitch. Like, regardless if I've seen someone around town, like, you know, with all this cash and like, you know, living certain lifestyle. And then like, it is a bit insane to kind of just go into like a holiday and I mean shit happens and like that whole saying there's no such thing as a free lunch like well I guess were that's they why she not, paid yeah but were they not but then she's saying that she, it should have been uh you know then she was chasing her for the money or whatever well I think the prereq the prerequisite was that Anna was this is what she did you know she has a she has a like a history of doing this with people where she would be like whining and dining and of course as you said yeah but like there's loads of people who will fucking hop on board that that's what she like she did this in order to like social climb and to get like access to different like people so this was like vanity fair she had all these people on her side like getting she wanted you know and that's when you come I just find that a bit like kind of hypocritical for from um say like people like the Vanity Fair girl wrote a book about it oh yeah that Vanity Fair girl is like don't I get find- me wrong she gave me like major fucking nerd vibes but I was like not that but I mean like are you not just what she is like you're basically saying like oh I thought this girl was rich so I was like more than happy to go over to Morocco and to like be um you know in her presence and like getting these meals mm. paid and like loving it until I realized that there was no money then poor me I was fucking swindled because I had to pay a bill that is insane that price however you were more than happy to live in this like villa with a butler like oh I know yeah I mean of course like I mean you can like isn't that just a social kind of um experiment almost as in like if you pretend to be someone then you're gonna get all these like people who want that lifestyle and then, like, it can bite them in the ass because she, she was lying was, Yeah, about it. she was seeking them out. I'd love to know more of why she tried to get friends with this girl because, you know, she wasn't super rich. And she was, I think, also working part-time in the Howard. That's how they became friends. So, like, she was working as, like, a hostess and a photo editor for Vanity Fair. But, like, as we all know, like, a lot of magazines aren't, like, paying, like, you know, yeah. huge money. Um. So I'm not really sure. I would love to know more about like their relationship. Like the fact that she wrote this book, it was called like My Friend Anna mm. um, or something like that. It really reminded me of the Caroline Calloway yes. story with Natalie where I'm like, hold on, Natalie, like you were all for the Caroline Calloway experience before it just semi started to not go your way. And then you write this whole expose piece and you're more than happy to get all this fame. Yeah. Um, so like, And it seems quite one-sided as in like, I mean... You know, it's not like, it's just an interesting one because like Anna, you know, she did obviously obtain this money that she was wanting to put into um, her art kind of idea. Allegedly. Yeah. She never put any money in towards that. Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) But um, That's what she said. She's like, it's all for my art project. But it is kind of like, uh, she wasn't swinging, like if she was like racking up these huge bills, however the hell she managed to do that. Was she, it is mad that she would have even footed the bill when if, surely if she was like placing herself in high society, there's always someone to pay the bill. Why was she placing herself in that position? Where so she that was, she'd gain trust and access mm. to more richer people because rich people like that level of rich can smell a fucking like scrounge a mile away. Like what would impress? Well, she made a really good point in the article as well where he was like, well, you're really trying to just impress a lot of rich people. And she was like, no one in New York cares about the million dollars. And that's fucking true. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, she, so and she was like, maybe, maybe one billion for like 10 minutes. 
yeah. but it's true and they're the people that she was hanging around so it's like you know in order to really fit in there you have to be picking up the bill every now and again you know so I mean she and she was swindling people out of money like let's be real she was taking money from people saying it was going towards like businesses and using the money to pay for shit for herself like holidays Hotels and I wonder how she went about that like they didn't get into that in the 60, 60 minutes Australia like did, was she faking like you know letterheads and shit like that I think to, she was because I think part, there must of, have been part of how she got caught was she was basically looking for something some huge amount of money off someone she was getting it like 20 million dollars for this Soho house art thing and um she needed to provide proof of something some documentation and I think the person at the bank noticed that it was forged there was she basically forged a balance remember they said that in the 60 minute interview they she forged a balance of having like 60 million in her bank and Mm -hmm. I think that is what pinged the interest of a bank who probably reported her to the IRS and the IRS probably looked into her bank accounts and they were like this is like where is she getting this money she's not paying tax like what the fuck is going on here Um, and she denies any wrongdoing when, which is which hilarious. Is, so when he's questioning her, being like, "How does it feel to be a bloody criminal?" And she's like, "I don't think I am." I'm, I, I mean, what is my criminal activity? Yeah, she's like, "There's nothing. Only you think I am criminal." Everything she says, she laughs after, which I thought I was so know, funny. so funny. <laughs> and she looks so different because they're talking about her um, court appearances and that apparently she hired a celebrity stylist. Now her clothes were shit, so I don't know how. Who the fuck she was hiring? Rachel Zoe. <laughs> well, I think she was trying to make herself look innocent. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, so she's not trying to turn up looking like drop dead. She's trying to come up. She's turning just up the way they said it. it was like, and, but it was really interesting. Like, it goes into her like complete intrigue. Like this person. Like instead of whatever about the celebrity stylist, that didn't interest me as much as the fact. <sighs> oh, bless you. Sorry, Jesus. That did, what interests me the most is that she did OOTDs on her Instagram every day of paparazzi pictures of her in court and she'd be like dress coach bag Valentino like and she just lists it every day list her outfit what it was like you are like she is so iconic She's, but like don't get me wrong obviously what she was illegal but like so iconic I mean as a Disney villain come on like it's a, incredible it's, it's mind-boggling my That's favorite. what is so iconic about it that it you're like how first of all it's, it's yeah. like how does this even make sense how did she get away with it what I well she didn't get away with it no but for so long like yeah. how did she get to that point like fucking gas that she was living up in Marrakesh with this bitch <laughs> who's like I love getting free shit wow like I mean wouldn't you question that in any way like I don't know like I mean I know like the thing is you have to remember like how good like really like narcissistic manipulators can be you know that way and um or should I say how manipulative narcissists can be which of sure I'm sure she is one to some regard I mean she's looking for this like she's not exactly who like, was that girl that we had uh, that they had on she was like an American she was like prof- a psychologist yeah a psychologist who like wrote a book about scammers yeah and like she said that we you know which we're kind of doing here we we can't really we don't think of the victims here we more so think of like wow well done kind yeah. of like almost Robin Hood like you're fucking taken from the rich like gas fuck them anyway kind of thing I mean which I find myself leaning more towards I know. anything else because I am like I mean if you're that it, it's fucking dumb to be giving hundreds of thousands and she yeah. was smart about it as well in the sense that she wasn't taking until she got caught which is always the way right you get too brave but yeah. she wasn't taking millions from people she was taking like tens of thousands you know that way so it was like if you're asking like a billionaire for 10 grand it's like the equivalent of asking me and you for like a fiver and I mean I can see how 
she can twist her brain to be like, what was I doing wrong? She's like, they gave me the money. And it is, and they never and, asked for it back. And also, <laughs> is life not just, we're all pretending to be something a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's like every fra- fashion designer says it. Like, once you're putting on an outfit, it's like, it's a, it's not you you're going out and you're presenting a certain image of yourself it's Mm. how like you know in lockdown we felt like a lot of the time I felt really dowdy when I'm in my sweatpants and as soon as like you put on a bit of makeup and you put on something nice even if you're not going anywhere you feel different so like Mm -hmm. we all present this kind of image of ourselves or this personality and then you know when you come home you're like opening up your jean bottoms and you're like you know when you're on your own so was she not just kind of like presenting this image that then maybe could have gained her like you know who are we to know or to say that maybe she did have this idea for this like you Mm. know art house that people could come into and it would be you know was she planting herself being able to mingle with different people that would have like presented different opportunities but like is that not maybe how some businesses could possibly start that's what she was kind of saying that's what kind of made me like think about it in the wider sense of like how many like corrupt corporations and CEOs and hedge fund managers and like how many shady dealings are done in like gentlemen's clubs and like how much money laundering which will never be exposed because they're all in on it like can you get I've always wondered this can you get to say billionaire status with a clean hell no clean slate you know like no way like there's like no, like flat out no. I would put all my money on it. Like every That's what single, I think as well. Every single billionaire, and even in the hundreds of millionaires, I'd say, have done some fucked up shit. And like, I'm not saying like, you know. Send them all to jail. Well, if they've broken the law, yeah. Fuck off. Or start paying more tax, bitch. But like, yeah. you know, they, if I, from the least of the matter is that they all evade tax. They all have offshore bank accounts. They're all like, you know, trying to hoard their wealth when because they don't want to pay tax into the country that they're paying that's majority of the time what's happening and that's on the lesser extent and then you've got the worst extent where it's like you know I don't know profitizing off of slave labor all that kind of shit Mm -hmm. you know and they and they're the people who make so much money and it is funny seeing someone and be that as well I do find it interesting and kind of intriguing that it's like a young girl like she was she's younger than me wow so she was like 22 23 when she was doing this that like she figured out a way it's incredible like i mean you're 23 and like some oceans 11 shit i know and you like you move to new york and you're like i'm getting that lifestyle and like you know the way of course you can make the The american dream yeah yeah and like what american dream isn't fueled by robbery and shadiness you know like i mean and also you know like is all social status not a part of an illusion as well like how do you you know whether it is um racking up you know fake bills in a restaurant what's the difference between that and like racking up fake followers on Instagram what's the difference of like say uh an influencer who dresses like you know with like Louis Vuitton or like pretty little thing but she has a Balenciaga bag or something like that where you know are they not trying to show us that they have like a certain amount of wealth and that they're kind of aspirational? Mm, you know, we like, all do it on social media where we're like trying to maybe with our skincare or our homes look like they're better than they are. Yeah, and well, ourselves everyone, with, everyone 100% tries to project like a level of affluence that we don't have, you know, like yeah. I think, and you know, I think that comes into probably just like capitalism in general. Like we're always like, you know, looking for the next thing and wanting the next and wanting to seem like and better than we the are. the idea of like self-worth or how yeah. people think of us and stuff like that. We're yeah. so much more aware of that than ever before because like, 
you know, before social media, if you got like a Chanel bag or something, you're just bopping around town with it mm-hmm. and hoping someone sees and notices. But like on social media, you're like showcasing stuff. Or even things, like influencers, you know? like who there have been some in Ireland who are like buying fakes, which I'm not against buying fakes, but like buying fakes and presenting them as yeah. like this collection of designer goods, you know, like which is again not illegal. Unless you want to go down the copyright thing, you know, yeah, you yeah, get, yeah like yeah. Chanel suing your ass or whatever. I don't think they really care, but like, you know, they're it's it's a victimless crime. Again. It's like a lime wire, lime wire thing. In the <laughs> yeah, sense of like we're all doing it, but apparently it's legal. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know anyone who's gone to jail for like <laughs> selling. Uh, actually, there was that. Uh, well, that's why LimeWire crashed, wasn't it? All that shit went. So I know, someone did yeah. get someone did get caught. Um, but yeah, like I mean, and like I understand, like because I can hear people being like. You know, but she robbed from people, and I'm like, she did, yes, technically, but I really doubt. Like again, she she robbed again a lot of money, nearly three hundred grand. Okay, and then probably also like I don't know. I'd say there probably was easily up to a million in unpaid bills because there was like three hundred grand in the Howard, two hundred grand here, like fucking Morocco. I doubt that bitch ever got her money back. You know what I mean? So there's all this shit. Like I'm sure there was a huge amount of unpaid bills, and and like that is where there are victims in the sense of like say people who are working at hotels on like low income wage. They could have lost their job because of money. You never know, you know that way, or like people could have gotten trouble, or there was probably lower level people who felt ramifications of her actions, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but the people that she robbed from, I don't know, make up your own mind, but I doubt they cared that much about 10 grand. I know, we don't know. We haven't really heard yeah. from them. We're just seeing this girl and, you know, we heard from the Vanity Fair girl, which just seems like, you know. And she made a load of, I mean, she probably actually, do you know what? She did make her money back, I'm sure, on that fucking book. Very I loved true. her being like, nobody, And also you got a trip to Morocco. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not like, <laughs> like you got a trip to Morocco that, You'll yes. You'll never do again, bro. But like, imagine if I was like, Jenny, I'm gonna like, come away with me. I'll pay for everything. It'll be amazing. Like she got to experience this wonderful thing. And it's like I said, like there's no free lunches. Like, yes, if I was then like, oh shit, I forgot my card, hon. It's 100K. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> and that's what you get. But you racked up a bill that was 100K. Yeah. And you know? also that's what you get as like that's the danger of class hopping so far out yeah. of your range because like we all I think we've all been in a situation where like oh you're more than happy to be like getting your shit well, paid for like your meals when you're around like people yeah. who clearly have money well, like I think we've all been in a situation where like you've been the broke friend right there's always been a situation where like either your friends are just like working really good jobs or maybe uh, you know when I lived in New York a lot of people were just were wealthier than me and they had more disposable cash and like there would be times where some of my friends would be like come on I'll bring you out to dinner or you know I'll buy this and like obviously I'd be so thankful and all but like you know a not to push it and b you have to be willing to like for them to be like okay we're splitting it this time and you're like like, yeah don't sit at the table if you can't pay for the lunch like I would never 100% that's why I'm like that that bitch is dumb with the Vanity Fair girl. Well, like, I think that bitch is smart in the sense that she just makes herself out to be dumb. I think that she was opportunistic and I think that she was like, oh, here's this really rich person who's going to be basically like a sugar mama to me. She was taking advantage of the situation, which like, I mean, so was Anna Delvey in a way. So like, whatever. Yeah, like, how they could were she... all in on it to an extent. And, you know, I think she that... She was doing the same thing, but just in a different outfit. Yeah, exactly. And she got her book deal from it. One of my favorite quotes from it, was towards the end and the Australian guy goes, I wrote it down just so I could, I, I could remember. He goes, 
nobody in their right mind would go into business with you now, surely. And she goes, well, a lot of people are out of their mind. I love that. <laughs> in New York. Which is true. She's like, the way she kept on referencing New York New as well York. was, gosh, she's like, well, then I guess a lot of people in New York are out of their mind. And she said, luckily they are. As in like, I'm still going to be in business because then it goes in to say that yeah. she has, has a Netflix deal. She has a Netflix deal. And then there's all these like in in the 60 Minutes Australia, there's like all these scenes the of her like of her going New around New York wearing random ass outfits. Looking shit, to be fair. Like she looked lovely when she was on the Zoom in the interview. I love the way they pretended that was Zoom. I really do. I feel like because it looked yeah, it looked fake on it. Like there was like we're doing it on Zoom. It's and like, then they showed the uh, psychologist as well on Zoom, but it looked like they were across a table and stuff. same for her. They looked like they're on the same set. Yeah, but once was, or twice you'd see like the yeah, Zoom, Maybe and that they, looked CGI'd onto the. Sorry, it, that's flipping gas. If like <laughs> he's interviewing a scammer and then scamming us by pretending that they did it on Zoom. It's also, like this is Australia. You don't even have COVID anymore. Basically, it's grand. Yeah, and uh, well, maybe because like. Where is she? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he went to New York then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, because they were filming her in New York. The New York scenes killed me. Like, it she's was wearing, like, like uh, these huge coats and yeah, a like tracksuit. A, a burgundy <laughs> snake print trench? Am I saying that, that sentence? Was, well, that was one of the best outfits. It was. There was also this, like, camel coat with, like, a baby pink uh, jogger set like it looked like it was yeah. that it's Franz fucking uh, her, urban outfit her hair is her like hair was low-key like frazzled her face was so bloated and like she had these huge sunglasses on. she looked so different on the interview when she had her makeup done like when she was she looked sat really down. good she looked great when she was sat down in yeah. the interview but like in the scenes of New York she I looked like I put on someone's weight. mom like I wish when I put on weight it went to like my lips and like my pillowy face I wonder if she got surge how? She's out of jail one month. Alicia Lipfiller's there like... Ah! <laughs> I'm sure she has no money. Like, where is her money? That's what I'm also, I also don't understand. And then she... And they were like filming her and someone was like, love you, Anna. Because they were like, she has this like cult status in New York. And your mom was like, do you get a lot of attention? She's like, yes, every day. That she, is. Her dad is like also a truck driver. <laughs> she was wild. like, my father is oligarch from Russia. She is... <laughs> I mean, she's funny. That's one thing she's she definitely is. And charm- Regardless and of charming. the... You can see... I can fully see how people fell for it. Because she seems she, fun. She's really convincing. She's I can't re- see how people fell for it. I can't how? lie. I can't. I just cannot see how people would fall for that. Like, I mean, if, uh, if someone... I'm trying to, like, put myself in the situation. I'm loaded. Okay. There's someone living in the Westbury. That's bopping around Dublin in all the cool places. I would always question everything. I'm like that. I can't. It for me, she did an incredible social experiment to show that wealth doesn't give you intelligence. Wealth just like they obviously are at such a high place of wealth and disposable income that like you know she for sure like you know kind of leaned into that um just how. Uh, how easy it would be to kind of play with them but like but it's like how anyone falls for any scammer like you fell for your one bell with her brain tumor it's like of course in hindsight hindsight's always 2020 but like, but like when people you're doing were fully it, stopping i mean there's a difference between like enjoying following someone on social media she apparently people like bell gibson like i did and i was like oh my god yeah you and know loads of, millions of people did you know? millions of people did now there's a difference between following like you know enjoying you know to some regard it being a story and like following it on social media but 
stopping chemotherapy because you followed someone on social media and you're trying to like I mean I guess with cancer and stuff you get to such a desperate point that mm. you're like I want to heal myself but like no, but that's like, a fo- different pull that's true. where like you know and a lot of we've seen um Christian rock groups do that same thing like there was a guy who I can't remember what band he fronted but he like faked cancer as well he like shaved his hair and he had like tubes going up his nose mm. wheeling on a little oxygen tank every time he was performing like that is a visible like you know a scamming thing but it's with- visible to be living the same life as your peers like think of anyone who you know is really rich if you found out tomorrow that all of their money was on credit, which you can get when you're rich, or that all of their mortgages were unpaid, that, like, that's not, the, I'm not saying that's the same thing, but I'm just saying it's, that's what happened to them with this person that they, they saw living a life up to their standard. It'd be like any of your friends and then all of a sudden finding out but that, I think like, with wealth, everything was all fake money. I think in wealth we do, or in Ireland anyway, we definitely do question, regardless of someone is presented like we see it all the time with people online who mm-hmm. would have like you know this really extravagant life this amazing home and car we're always like what the fuck how do they get it where did it come from i don't get it and until we get yeah. it i don't think we like give them that status of being but like, in a city like new york like she says where there are just such a high density of multi multi-millionaires she a wasn't even saying she's like a billionaire she's saying she was getting this trust fund again which is like a completely normal thing in that kind of culture she was surrounding herself with people you know probably slightly richer than she was portraying herself to be but like she had been around for like two three years she got became a well-known name she they also made that point where they were like she always went for cool like she didn't go for like you know trying to enter into like this like super business thing she was also going into places of other trust fund kids you know, these other like people who were like, you know, just given money and they didn't weren't working for money. They inherited money. They were in a family of money. So like they believed it because she was pretty much living the exact same life that they lived as in mom and dad are rich. Money is just there at all times. And, you know, they don't have a value of a million dollars, never mind one dollar, you know, that way. So I can understand in the sense of like, of falling for it that way because she was just positioned she did it smart she positioned herself in a way that like she grew within that kind of community was taking small amounts of money from people and you know also I think people would be more um skeptical of her if she wasn't also paying for other people's shit because I think that that made them be like well obviously she has money if she's like willing to like there was a story of her like tipping a hundred dollars to anyone who like picked up one of her bags like in 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 the hotel so it's like you know she's not just talking the talk at least she was giving it away though in fairness like I mean she's like that's ridiculous I just never do that but like I mean isn't that also kind of cool of her like I was like hold on so she's getting this money is she not a fucking Robin Hood kind of character as in like so she's having she's getting acquiring all this money however she did that we don't it's kind of ambiguous and then she's tipping someone who's obviously in an underpaid mm-hmm. job who's picking up a hundred euro and yes to like create the illusion that she just has money everywhere but like you know she kind of at least she was fucking tipping the people who Anna uh, Delvey is a socialist queen there we said it you heard it here first guys <laughs> well unfortunately she's back in jail she because got out of her of, visa well, she right? got out of prison um, yeah uh, so on her sentence is done but now obviously they need to figure out where like if she's going to get deported because mm. I mean the girl also pro- seemingly scammed a visa like I mean I don't know how she was she's clearly fucking good at her another <laughs> insane quote from her was um where they're saying like that she might have to go back to Germany and she was like what did she think about that or like it was prisoner Germany and she was like 
prison will be better than Germany, basically. <laughs> she was like, Rikers, I loved it when he was like, how was Rikers Island? It's a pretty intense place. And she was like, I would never, ever take that experience away. I think that was an amazing experience. And I learned. And that I was learned so, so cool. much. She's like, I would never delete that from my life. I'm I like, kind <laughs> of love how um, confident she is that, like, she's so... Uh, you know we don't like uh, the illusion that she creates mm. is so strong that like she's not shaken by this and then we see her in court and like you're saying maybe she was trying to kind of you know uh be seen as like this vulnerable poor me kind of character where she's wearing like kind of almost very feminine little dresses and stuff and she was crying so she was obviously scared yeah. or like sad about going to fucking prison well which, yeah i think you'd have to be yeah another level it was a it, it, though it was you're right like it was a strange crack in the facade yeah because uh, you know on one hand in the 60 minute interview she was like mm, prison was fine and then you know it cuts to her like breaking down as yeah. anyone would when you hear you're going to fucking federal prison one of the most op- overpopulated prisons in the world as well like horrendous Insane. conditions but she like, also looked very different in almost every scene you see like i don't know if she did if that was a purposeful thing now she said that whilst in court she couldn't get her hair and makeup done but like <laughs> she just looked very different like she looked very different when she was sat in the interview mm. in comparison to the shots of her in new york and then in comparison to that with the court case i wonder if that was a like was she also kind of changing her appearance purposely so yeah i don't know it's it is interesting i feel like to not be recognizable she kind of looked which i, I feel like i wouldn't know her if she walked down the street yeah she's very like indistinguishable looking yeah you know like i don't think that's why i was I was shocked at people being like Anna because I'm like I she I, I could know, watch her I could have watched like a two hour documentary on her and she could be on my bus and I wouldn't yeah. bat like Belle it. Gibson she had a real face that you'd mm. know like if Belle Gibson got on a bus in Dublin I'd be like oh my god that's your one fucking Belle yeah Gibson. yeah, but Anna yeah. De- like I wonder if that was uh, if she did that on purpose it's kind of interesting yeah I don't know I mean it definitely looked like she lost a lot of weight when she was in court. Because I'm presuming mm. she was also being held in prison because I think she was a flight risk. So they'll like hold you in prison in between your court dates if they think that you're going to like flee the country. And I guess like a huge scammer would be one of those people that you think is going to be a flight risk and someone who's like from a different country. Um, And then it's really hard to like extradite people from like different countries when they escape. So it looked like she got, she looked very thin in court, I found. Mm. Um, Even because beforehand she does have this like pillowy, really youthful face. And in her older photos, she looked like that pillowy face. But in court, I thought she looked really gaunt and pale. And as she said, like she had no hair, no hair, no makeup, very not glamorous. But like, I mean... It's such an interesting story. She's in jail now. We don't know if she's going to get deported to go back to Germany. Um, But I'm here for the ride. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's, it's a wild one. So what do we got next, girl, on the deck? Next, we are going to be talking about the tramp stamps. If you are going, what the fuck? Not the tattoos. <laughs> Although, I think they're going to make a comeback. I think they already have. Tramp stamps? Yeah. Really? With people who have tattoos, they've been interesting. Um, so the tramp stamps are this band that went viral on TikTok, basically. Yes. And my sister played me their song the other day in the car. She was like, I'm obsessed with this like industry plant band that I found on TikTok. And she was playing me the song. And I mean, the first lyric, you're floored. Will we play a clip of the song so everyone knows what Let we're Let their music about. describe who they are. The auto-tune is bizarre. It's very bizarre. I can't remember the last time I slept with someone I actually liked and he went down on me. <laughs> I can't recall like, a memory You're instantly floored Someone driving me home and not asking for a blowjob Like, I can, like, loads of times <laughs> What? Say bye, guy, guy. <laughs> Okay, so As Lindsay said, these guys went viral on TikTok They went viral, I think, for the first time in November 2020 from what I can read um and TikTok like there's loads of different like avenues on TikTok and if obviously if you like watch one video then you end up getting like served loads and there is a whole a hole on TikTok basically of emo TikTok and I was on it for ages because obviously once you watch one and it's it's kind of it is really built into like nostalgia it's a lot of it's aimed more at people our age I feel Mm -hmm. um who obviously were like emo when they were teenagers and uh, back in the like 2005 to 8 kind of era and they there was a challenge on um tiktok where it was like there's always these challenges on tiktok and it's like put uh, put down a finger challenge yeah. you know those ones so like there was one that was like put down a finger challenge of emo songs and i think these three did it and they only knew like three songs or something and everyone was like like, and when they were like we are the emo queens my chemical romance is my god i mean they look gas they are hilarious like they look like if trisha paytas and jeffree star had a grown-ass triplet set i mean you're doing trisha paytas dirty with that one they're like trisha like these are like trisha paytas at least is completely authentic with her weird niche interests these girls but i mean like like, her look is sometimes mad i don't follow her like you know as intensely as you do but like i see like some Images of Trisha Paytas and I'm like gas. Like when even when she was dressing up as uh, your man from My Chemical Romance on oh, yeah. and she like, like she loves a good like uh, cosplay moment. But these yeah. are like mall emo. Like at least when Trisha does it, that's why I love Trisha. When she does it, it's not by halves. It's like she's turning up as Jared Way. Yeah, she's yeah. turning up with coontails in her hair and like <laughs> the most insane like wig moment you're ever gonna see. Like it's not gonna be like halfway there. Like these girls, their like version of like emo is like they would be slagged even back in the emo days as posers. It's oh like, yeah, it's like Penny's emo. It's beyond even posing. It's like they're, it's so ridiculous. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's new scene. So they it's almost out. like they've created this new fucking yeah. niche. So they were going viral. They were doing covers of like Avril Lavigne songs. And they had this whole idea. They were like, our band is called the Tramp Stamps. And we're just three crazy friends who met drunk at a bar one night and decided to start a band. And it was like, 
drunk at a bar. I know. During COVID? What are you on about, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's meeting at bars during COVID? And uh, they, I know, they, they brought out this song and the song went viral in like the completely, just the complete wrong way. Like, not only was it being like torn apart for cringe, they also had, they managed to get both a consent scandal and a race scandal in the one song called out by two different avenues of social justice people online. I mean, how could they not have? Like, I mean, I'd rather die than get with another straight white guy. I know. So Three white gals saying that. Like, I'm like, tinfoil hat is on. And I'm like, they did this to get famous. They knew. Like, how can you sit with those lyrics and be like, this is gonna be fucking fire? Well, uh, yeah, I, I haven't made my mind up on that yet because, I don't know. It. We'll get to that when we talk about the... Um, industry plant because that is really interesting and it is a good tinfoil hat. Um, but first off, let's there's scandals, right? So the the race scandal was people be saying that you're like fetishizing people of color <laughs> by being like, like I don't want to get with white guys yeah, anymore. I'm, I'm over them. Yeah, I'm over them. I want to move on to like the next flavor of man. Yeah. Um, and then they had a consent scandal because they have a lyric in their song which basically goes on to say like I'm sick of you. Not being able to get it up when you're drunk and using the excuse of being drunk and, oh, yeah, and being leaving like, me blaming it on the alcohol. Yeah, and then it's again leaving me high and dry. And people are like, "Hold on, if a guy had a song like this saying like I'm sick of fucking birds passing out drunk, let leaving me with blue balls," it's like, "Ooh, oh, okay, that's interesting." And that is one thing I do enjoy about the new Gen Z is that they really truly hold everyone at the same level of accountability, which I do enjoy, you know, that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and you do kind of learn how to maneuver in the world. Like, yeah. I think when first kind of, you know, that kind of like, you can't say this, you can't say it came out. I was like, oh, I'm catching up because it wasn't, you know, we are from that generation where, mm. you know, almost like, you know, Shane Dawson used it as an excuse where he was like, oh no, we just joked like that back in the day. It was crazy. You'd say outrageous things for that kind of reaction. And now, you know, we're not allowed to say everything just like, you know, willy-nilly. Yeah, I think the word allowed is where like our generation gets so like, it's like you're allowed to say it, but you're going to get a load of kickback. Yeah, it's not illegal. Like you can say it if you want, but like you're going to have to deal with the ramifications. You you can't be questioned over and you do have to stand by your words. And challenged. And then that makes you kind of second guess, which I think is better because I think it makes people more careful when they speak because you're like, Am I willing to defend myself over, like, you know, as podcasters, we would think that, yeah. like, am I willing to defend this point? Do I stand on by my Twitter word? To a load of people. Or would I just be like, do you know what? Yeah, that was really fucking Okay. Uh, yeah, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I will change my way of communicating because uh, yeah. that's the whole point that we want to communicate well. Yeah. So like if I you're wanna... kind of using your words that aren't representing something that, mm. you know, you actually fully believe in. Regardless if like, you know, think it's silly or if it's exaggerated, whatever. But like, we do ultimately have to stand by, who, you know, who we are and what mm. we present ourselves as. And similar like, to like Anna Devi. It's like, do you stand by this? She obviously did by yeah. being like, I did no criminal activity. Yeah. And like, you know, there's going to be, you know, and th- I think that with that, you also have to accept that there's going to be some stuff that you will stand by that loads of people will have a, po- a problem with. You know that way yeah. it's like there's all, it doesn't mean that every single time you get kicked back you are 100% the wrong but like it does make you second guess some stuff you say of like okay I'll be a little bit more careful in that way or I'll check myself with this and like yeah now that, sometimes I have been called out and stuff and I'm like no I'm right I, I and, and that's what I mean yeah. sometimes you have to be like 
there is also ways that you can be like, no, I'm standing. Well, by you that kind shit. of learn as well, like the Movember shit, you know. Yeah, but you also learn what you do truly kind of stand mm. for and believe in and care about mm. because like there's some things where you're like actually yeah, I don't really want to use that word yeah. I don't like what it represents and I don't want to offend people with the word or whatever so it's you'll just take it, it out of your vocabulary but yeah. then in other ones you're like actually now I believe in that I'm I feel like I you know I'm entitled to say that and I don't believe in your point against it so you yeah. can kind of and we can agree to disagree yeah and you don't have to listen to my words but like this is a really good example of like throwing in this like like unthought of lyric you know to be kind of like I could see now obviously again we can go into the whole thing later of like did were they cognizant of this were they trolling almost I don't think they're smart enough to be trolling personally um but they flippantly put in this thing to be like yeah fuck that guys not being able to give it up get your dick hard for me like it's so cringe I can see them being like yeah that is so feminist fucking hardcore bitch and then I just <laughs> don't get it like I mean this, the first lyric being like I you know the lyrics being like oh I'm in the car and I can't remember getting a lift from someone when he's not asked for a blowjob how about your dad like I mean <laughs> they look about 45 like what like what 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 you're getting lifts where from who I know like why yeah why are you in a car getting a lift and then like I mean I've truly I don't think I've ever been in a car even with someone I'm dating where they were like sincerely were like can you suck my dick now please I never mean, in my fucking life and if they did I'd be fucking smacking their ass like, like are they joking? are they trying to be relatable with that like yeah is I think that trying to the be kind like, of reach man man like men are trash I think that's the whole like men are trash man yeah. men just want our bodies and we will not give it to them it's but I will demand their body when they are drunk against their consent <laughs> like where the fuck are you like wh- how did your brain come to now I, d- I think the kind of you know uh, like a lot of things I think that kind of consent thing I mean they're assuming that the, like there's that whole conversation about consent and alcohol and that like with alcohol can you ever be um fully able to give consent but like for me that's you know well I think the still the, the lyric in this is more like blaming it's, it's, it on the alcohol well yeah it's in, it's implying that like well he says he can't get it up blames on the alcohol and like she's like saying you're leaving me high and dry so he's obviously like I can't have sex right now and she's like yeah, yeah, fuming yeah. at him which is like I mean the very minimum really bizarre behavior like if at you're the fat, minimum, can't get it up laugh about it go to sleep like, at the on. minimum it's body shaming yeah and like um erectile j- dysfunction shame yeah it's like not cool it's like a guy being like for fuck's sake why aren't your tits bigger it's like or like, like shut up well it's the equivalent of saying like oh you can't even get wet yeah like <laughs> you need lube Sorry, that's you need lube you f- sick freak <laughs> it's like 12 year olds i'm but- sick of you blaming your dry vag on the alcohol <laughs> <laughs> trust me Trust me, it helps with that. Dehydration. Um, so they obviously, uh, someone made a uh, TikTok then talking about them being an industry plant, which like, I don't think I'd ever really heard the term industry plant. I, kn- I know what it is now that I'm reading about it. I'm like, I get it. It's like this whole like kind of, like a manufactured pop star, someone who, um, say for example, Katy Perry is a really good example of it. She was like a Christian singer for years. And then like Dr. Luke got his hands in her Kesha as well, I think, and just reinvented her. Well, I mean, it comes with everyone. Lana Del Rey yeah. has been followed with that for years as mm. well. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think Gaga is bit of an industry plant vibe as well and it is that kind of like there is a fine line between like okay like it's not really defined well when the industry does sign someone they're gonna put a load of money behind them and give them like 
you know, opportunities. And, you know, who are we to judge an artist for taking an opportunity? You know, we'd like a fucking Spotify came to us and we're like, hey guys, we really like your podcast. Uh, we're going to like give you billboards uh, all around the Is world. It's not just marketing as well. It's like, okay, yeah. say for, you know, with us, if they were like, okay, love what you're doing, gals. Let's get out there and let's be like, okay, you're two girls who talk about dating and like marketing it in a more kind of cringe, like yeah. digestible way, I guess. Well, I think well, if, if we were to make the comparison with us, it'd be like, it's, I think it also goes into the whole like sellout kind of thing. So the a, lo- a lot of the, the theory with them, um, so my microphone keeps whacking off me today for some reason. A lot of the theory for industry plants is that they had, they all had careers beforehand. They've all been like widely kind of like, involved in the music industry to some regard but when they all get mashed and put together they end up making music that has nothing to do with their former career and it's all just because like a higher power has told them okay you're going to be this pop punk girl band but with this fake veneer of authenticity and I think that's where this the cracks really showed on this because they went down the whole like pop punk emo route it like first of all came across just so inauthentic and be it was real posery and it, it especially when you're going in uh when you're trying to like cosplay in a genre that really own is so built upon like authenticity and like you know raw emotion if you're going to fake that I think it comes across really fake very very quickly and I think that's where they fell flat because you know people were kind of like okay you're like saying that you're these emo kids and then when people were asking them like um people said like who are your biggest inspirations and they were like Avril Lavigne and my chemical fucking romance I mean (laughs) which is like hilarious but I don't like because first of all with them being an industry plant no one bought it so I don't think it was a case of like like they obviously have like the music video was like well done so there was obviously money put into that and whatever they claim not okay but like which is hilarious but I mean like I'm just like well an industry plant doesn't have to be successful it's just meaning that the the industry plan, the, the theory of it is that they're like forcing it down your throat as like a ready-made success. So that was their whole thing. Like people kept going, oh my God, this fucking industry plan because they were churn- turning up on everyone's for you, uh, for you page. They were like blasted all over social media. People were like, how are they getting these views? Like are their views being, and that's another thing that um, a lot of people I saw when I was looking on TikTok about industry plans, that there's a lot of these artists that like you'll go on their Spotify and it'll say like, say 1500 monthly listens but then you look at their songs and their songs have like four million plays and they're like that means that their monthly listeners are listening to this one song 85 times a month or whatever it is so they're kind of saying are they amping up and buying listens to kind of like have people have this like pre-made career and pre-made success so like how much are how much money are, is the industry pumping behind them to already to give a veneer of success and a veneer of loads of fans and then there, it's kind of like the Anna Delvey thing right where it's like if you project success and project leave loads of fans soon enough the public kind of accept it and they're like oh yeah they're really really famous they're huge they have like 15 million views on YouTube and but then like, who's winning you know like you know I think a lot of the time they're losing because like yes they get to people think that they have like millions of views and like listens and are really successful but they're not yeah well that's the well they not they're not but they they do this to like build a perception yeah yeah yeah. with the hope that then they will become people will just be like oh they're huge 
They're yeah, great. yeah. We'll jump on the bandwagon, yeah. basically. Because I remember there was... Cr- trying to create uh, like buzz yeah. around someone, smoke, a fake buzz. Smoke and mirrors, exactly. Fake buzz and all this kind of stuff. So um, Apparently Calario's one. I remember... um Calario? We were... That Vice article we read about, um, about tramp stamps. Mm. Um, she's a singer that I remember seeing her on um, YouTube. And like, again, she's like this kind of real... Like, uh, Pretty Girl um, is the song, and let me see how many views it has. Um, 73 million three years ago. And she's like the, it's kind of Lana Del Rey-esque, as in like um, video games. Like the video is like her with her headphones on, mm. like it's on a webcam. It's very kind of like put together. And like, I mean, crazy amount of uh, views. And it's a nice song. It's kind of like indie, Pretty Girl, like... Music mm. kind of like really easy listening, but it has such a massive view and like it's like whoa, who is this random mm. white girl who has these huge views and it's like this kind of put together really simple video. So apparently she as well is um, an industry plant. And you know it's interesting when you look at it in the sense of that TikTok because like TikTok is now like now counts if you use someone's song on tiktok that counts for charts now mm. and it char- counts for plays so and it counts for sales as well i think so if you see like all the top hits now they're all tiktok songs we had also that girl uh you know that driver's license song that's a big like TikTok yeah, song. Yeah. that's another one they're saying is like a, uh, an industry plant like she was in the disney channel for years she had like all these like and they always have these different like multiple backgrounds in the industry but all very separate to each other it's like they're trying this didn't work trying that didn't work trying this didn't work and then someone's like right let's latch on they're also coming under huge fire for working with dr luke yeah um, yeah which so obviously they're coming out with these kind of lyrics that are kind of like trying to present themselves as these like don't give a fuck attitude we are not taking this shit anymore but uh, dr luke is the one who um him and Kesha are embroiled in that kind of whole she like accused him of rape right yeah and um other like loads of other shit like really bad yeah it was kind contracts. of a complicated case i felt like that it's very complicated in, and the way that the media um, still going on reported that it was kind of yeah. like ambiguous now you know kesha was quite open but like mm. nothing has come about that really i think there's still um, it's all still going on yeah. it's very because it's mixed with like I don't know. I can't even the rights remember. of tracks and stuff. Yeah. It's similar, I think, to kind of Taylor Swift. Basically, stuff. yeah, like terrible contracts that fucked her yeah. over, and then she also had a load, a load of personal stuff. So, like, a lot of people are kind of being like, okay. Also, on one hand, you're like coming out with these like proto kind of like riot girl, like Avril Lavigne, yeah, fuck yeah. white men g- lyrics, while working with like yes, a white man, but also a man who's like an alleged abuser. And mm-hmm. like a lot of people have come out about that. Dr. Yeah, Luke yeah. guys. Well, he has pretty fucking solid allegations against him um a either an alleged abuser or b at least like a swindler and like you know taking uh, advantage, taking advantage of, like, of and small like, artists yeah. and t- swindling the men of money and bad contracts and like just one of those terrible it is so people. fucking toxic this, <laughs> the whole thing like when we're talking about anna devi and like this trump stamps it's like it's just like money drives people mental yeah it's so toxic and it's like and the smoke and mirrors so effect of it is easy to kind of fabricate this life or this like virality now like yeah you know especially in lockdown because like we're seeing you know 
like Tramp Stamps have never even done a show. So like, who are we to know? They met during Coronavirus Man in a bar. So how the fuck were they supposed to? They're trying to perform. <laughs> but like, you know, we're seeing like now that you can buy views, you can buy listens, mm-hmm. you can kind of, we saw with even Nas where like, you can kind of create this viral moment. You can like, you know, map out a way to go viral and basically get famous. And then that can, especially in lockdown when we were getting so much content from um, the internet, mm-hmm. then that can translate into people wanting to go to the gigs. Now that's what's interesting to me. We're seeing um, as well, uh, Princess Nokia. She has really um, got into the TikTok uh, realm. Her music is now being like played crazily. Like I I listened to her years ago when she came out with that song Tomboy and like loved it. And she is actually authentic. Like um, she's, I've, you can kind of track her mm. pretty simply. Like, um, Except for her changing accents all the time. I always find that really weird about her. That's true, yeah. And that's... Uh, One minute she's like, hey guys, what's up? And then she's like, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah. really, like you literally walk, look at some interviews of her, like one minute she's talking about being like living off the streets then the mm. next is how there's an interview and she's like i've just always been one with nature my mom would put like uh, oil masks in my hair it's like okay what one's a reality not saying that both can't be true but like it's very hard i think it's kind of like um she's a gemini she leans and she uses that as in a kind of excuse as in like uh you know she has kind of I think she kind of has characters in a way, but I think... Mm, she doesn't give me 100% authentic vibes, if I'm honest. She never has. I don't dislike her, though. I kind of... And I kind of like her chaoticness. I kind of like that it's all over the place, but, like, she doesn't give me someone who's, like... Oh, because I even remember, what was her first iteration? It wasn't Princess Nokia. She had a different name, and she had this one song, and it was, like, basically, like, Crazy Town, that fucking come my lady come mm. come it was like that she was like in this field i was friends with her on facebook somehow oh yeah i remember that ago. song because i remember sugar pie Tumblr. it's kind of Lana Del reyes yeah it's like so and then and she had a whole different persona it wasn't princess nokia it wasn't this badass it was like this like ethereal fairy woman but i think that's still there so you can yeah, see um, like with princess no i mean like the videos still exist mm. and she, oh is it still there is it yeah the video still really ages. yeah because i don't um, want to i'd love to remember what her fucking name was then Destiny, I'm pretty sure. Destiny. Her, that's her yeah. actual name. Oh, though. is it? Okay. Yeah, so okay. I think she kind of more so um, just has different characters. Like she plays the kind yeah. of, you know, Princess Nokia and even the name, like she she's playing a character, like this rap tomboy girl. Mm-hmm. But then she also plays the kind of like emo kid and she did like that emo album. Yeah. But I think she's just like, I think I, I like that about her that she's like, I don't have to choose whether I'm a fucking emo or a rocker or a rapper. Yeah, like, like a Trisha kinda, Paytas kind of thing. Yeah, Adaptive. and I mean, we see that like with even like Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, where mm-hmm. they like are rappers at heart, but then they're saying, you know, like you have to tap into the pop kind of vibe. But like Princess Nokia has now gone down this like, it's like a niche of TikTok, which I'm only learning about. It's cracking me up though. Fiona played it in the car. And it's like, um, I gave your girlfriend tuckus lingus on the couch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's cute. Kawaii. I can't <laughs> stop saying that. She's cute. Kawaii. Like, that lyric is so dumb. I'm like, yes, that's what I love. Like, dumb ass music sometimes. You know, yeah. when you just want to listen to pop music, not because you're like, I really fucking love this song, but it's like, it just kind of panders that, like, huh, music's so dumb and silly. And yeah. the same with kind of, I think, um, Tram Stamps. It's fucking gas. The Tram so if you Stamps take it in are, that regard. I mean, they are like, it's literally like what we were talking about with like Ashley Simpson. 
Yeah, it's Ashley Simpson on acid. Like because people are comparing them to Avril Lavigne, and I'm like, look, I know like Avril Lavigne 100 was cringy back in the day, but if you actually listen, like she was can't she could sing, yeah, and she wrote songs, and like and she had a cool tone to her voice, like yeah. her accent came through. We love that authenticity. She was fucking gas. She was hilarious. Remember she? You know? I remember she, like an I'm MTV fucking punk rock. She was so gas, but like again, like she was not taken. She was fucking laughed at. She was, and she was called a poser and all that. But like they, so I like, mean, they with put, Skater Boy, you know, like I know Skater Boy, so but like a bop, a Skater, bop to skater fuck. Boy or this song, Skater but Boy. Both there. they both, I think, deserve fully iconic status because it's so. This gas. is, I for me, this is iconic in different ways because like it's. It's kind of like what would it kind of you know what I would compare it to? Remember, it's Friday, Friday, yeah, yeah, gotta yeah, get yeah. down. Rebecca Black, like that is what this is. It's yeah. like internet song that they thought they were like gonna go fucking viral, and they did yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Their their ratio right now, so they have three hundred and forty seven million or not million thousand views, which. Like, since April 14th, it's not incredible. We're not talking in the millions here, no. okay? But it's a healthy amount for a music video, I guess. Um, especially because, like, their primary audience is probably on TikTok. So they did transcend them over. Their uh, like-to-dislike ratio is 3,000 up, 28,000 down. Wow. Um, the comments are up. There's 5,000 comments. And they recently put up a Twitter, like, notes app thing, which people are also slagging them over. They're like, of course you do a notes app. Now, like, I am fight obsessed back. with the start of the, the notes app. Hi, Hi fuckers. fuckers. Tramp stamps here. And Hi fuckers Like go, I want to just Imagine I want to say that To everyone now yeah. Hi fuckers Hi fuckers So I'll read small bits of it Just because it is so funny So, so they long say, as well Oh so long They say the misinformation And lies that feed This cancel culture Are fucking toxic And people were like Of course they mentioned Cancel culture In the, <laughs> in the first, first Fucking sentence It's like Honeys People not liking your song Isn't cancel culture Or like, like Calling you out for <laughs> You know consent issues and stuff where like you promoting this weird consent kind of yeah. lack of consent culture yeah in this stuff. day and age yeah. you're ripe old age come on um and denying it and they said we are three women who have been writing and producing music for many years busting our asses in the music business i love that well, they literally are talking like emo you know like busting know. our asses so they say they go on to say like oh we crossed paths together we made a band in february 2020 um and our unfiltered conversations together led to the songs you are also pressed about right now. So punk fucking rock, man. What I love about that as well is like right now. But yeah. come back to me in three years, you'll be agreeing with what we're saying. We're just a bit, uh, we're just ahead of the time right now. Ahead of the time while also making like nostalgia music funny yeah <laughs> so like they go on to say that they were approached by people to be signed blah 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 we chose not to sign with the major label so we have full creative control this is my favorite bit we made our own label called make tampons free i mean <laughs> you can't make this shit up you truly can't it's literally you can't like if you want to talk if you want to talk free. about three years too early me and you, bitch. We called out this type of fucking feminism years oh ago. Oh my god! Make tampons free. And then they say, we own make tampons free and no one else. So fuck off on all of that. Um, they said they we wrote songs 100% between the band so it wasn't ghost written uh, one of them mixed and one of them wrote them blah 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 fuck you if you're so fucking sexist that you cannot believe a band was created and built from the ground up by three women industry plant the irony is fucking astounding I don't think that's ironic what's the irony in saying I, and industry? that's like saying what like so we've never ever believed 
that there was a female band. Are you saying that... Or a the, female plant in the industry, like... What? But like, like we've... It's they're, just, they're saying that, like, it's the... Pro, what we're disbelieving is that these that three people, like, it. built themselves up. It's like... No, women have been celebrated <laughs> in the in music, music industry, you know, for a long time. But also, like, you know, in the first sentence on the first page of your notes app, you you, cre- you cry cancel culture. The second page, you're crying sexism. It's like, what else are we going to throw in here? <laughs> uh, they go on to make all these excuses saying, like, oh, this person signed to that and that person signed to this and, like, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's flattering that you think our graphics are so good that we couldn't possibly do it without a major label. Shout out to our 21-year-old freelance graphic designer that Marissa met in college. We fucking love her and agree that she's extremely talented. She's been credited on our post from the beginning. Rolling Stone, Newsweek, The Verge, Daily Dot. Shame on all of you. Girls, you're getting Rolling Stone writing articles about you. You should be like, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Like Trisha Paytas always says, she's like, if someone's writing about you, you're relevant. She goes, worry when they stop talking about you. And it's, it's fucking so true. true. Um, they all go on and on and on. They, let's start with you, Rolling Stone. Uh, cute queer clickbait headline. We'd assume a reputable news outlet such as yourself would uh, wait to get a comment from the band before releasing such a mangled trash and infactual article. It's like they start making this weird convoluted point about like is one of them gay or le- like I don't really know what their point is there. They sh- go on and on and on about like and then they, <laughs> this is my favorite bit as well because I'm like this is why A you should uh, never make notes app apologies and B why even if you're going to make one don't be so specific because they start bringing up shit that I'm like oh someone else is getting cancelled over tweets she's like now let's talk about the tweets Marissa tweeted about language and Marissa tweeted language when she was 15 that she is deeply ashamed of this language is not true and the person that she is today nor does she or the band condone that language in eight years people grow and change I'm like okay you copied and pasted that from like the influencer apology line yeah um then they started to go on about ageism, saying that one of their members, yes, she is 29, uh, and yes, she is married, but shame on you for age shaming her, because people are being like, these look like old millennials, which is like, the people saying that are like 20, like 18-year-old Gen Zers, let them call us old, okay? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought 30-year-olds were old. They'll, they'll get to 30 and, and they, they'll realise They do look old, and they, <laughs> they look do. older because of the get-up. Exactly. If they were just dressed like... Like if I or one of those bands and we look grand, but yeah. it's like it's like the bleached hair, the or like bleach and then dyed pink, blue. They've got this dark emo makeup. You on. have to pass <laughs> the the flame, you know. It's kind of like <laughs> I can see, like say, Rilo and his friends and everyone, like the kind of youth today yeah. down the canal and all, are wearing, dressing like what I'm seeing kind of on TikTok. Mm. I'm not going to dip into that style <laughs> as fun as it looks, you know. Like, I'm like, and it looks, it's it, not for. For my age. I think it looks great, but it's like, um, I saw, I once saw a TikTok by a woman who was like our age and she was like, ready to the fucking bullshit clothes that I bought on TikTok because apparently I thought I was in Gen Z. And it was always like, like she had these huge tits. She's like, a bandana top. She's like, how the fuck I know, I you get, get so bought in. And then You're she's like, like, ooh, I want to wear that. Like, like a mesh top with dragons all over it. She was like, I'm 32. I know. Where was I wearing this? What did I think? It's, what it's gas how like you just absorb stuff and then you're like popping that into your basket. It does. It looks great on the little 21 year olds. I know. You just somehow forget that. Oh, like, you truly do forget. You're I'm in my like mid 30s and I'm like fully shopping, <laughs> you know, with, with these like neon colors, yeah. you, see, you know, and like <laughs> mad graphic prints. I'm like, pop that into like, the basket. Um, they go on one and they say, men create music until they're 900 fucking years old and have families and nobody gives a shit about them. And then they end it all off by saying, and, oh, this that is true, but um, 
Like you I muddled mean, your point there with the like well, 900 yeah, years old but, thing. But also, are you comparing yourself to the Rolling Stones? The band? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, no one cares about them, but they also have such a body of work. No one cares about <laughs> the fact that Keith Richards has had like twins with this ballerina yeah. that he's now married to. Like, or, no one also cares that Debbie Harry has kids, do they? Really? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or Aretha Franklin or, you know, all. The- well, that's a totally different argument because I know that um, Dolores O'Riordan and Sinead O'Connor have both come out about that. Like, mm. as in just that, you know, it's much harder for a woman because you are the one getting pregnant and having to, like, that kind of stuff. That's, it's a diff- that's like an unfair on life thing. Yeah, that's It's like just, also a reason why there's like a, a wage or an income uh difference between men yeah. and women a lot of the time and mom goes, guilt and all yeah. that kind of and like stuff completely valid and like our mom shane like we actually talked about that on triple x gals which was cracking me up as well um where we put out a gas dave um mcsavage um, oh so funny and it's so true like you don't see like if keith richards can have like you know these twins these newborn twins and then he's bopping around doing a world tour no one would bat an eyelid but like if Sinead O'Connor or someone else has kids and then they get back on the stage we're all like the poor kids leaving those kids mm, you know like well yeah because they're making the point that one of them is 29 and they were like they incorrectly said that she had a kid but like what even is the problem if she had a kid it's like no that, again they were like 18 year olds being like an old woman with kids who's married also married to a white guy let's not forget I mean how and are they still married like imagine playing that to yeah, your husband are. being they're like married. hey I'm, I'm gonna release this what do you think him being like sorry we're married and you're you're saying that you've been getting lifts and guys are asking you for blowjobs and the last thing you want is get to get with another white guy. It's like, like we can all reflect on our teenage oh years, gosh. but the song does not have to be written from our teenage voice, Literally. you know, like our literal teenage perspective. It is. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, so I th- funny I think though. that's the, prepo- the, the also a preposterous thing about it is like the how they look dressed up in the gear. Yeah. Then them singing, clearly looking a chunk older than the perspective of the song you know what I mean it's not like okay say for example you could write a song about like your first love and you broke up but like as a 31 year old I would write it more in a like you know as an adult but if I'm also dressed up like a young person being like fuck man Connor don't give your blowjobs in the back of a car it's like okay yeah. are you playing dress up or I are know. we trying, trying to be it's, a band? it's honestly like opening up like your teenage diary and presenting it 100% and seriously. Yeah, like, because um, we did that for a show, do you <laughs> yeah. remember? Um, we did that for a show where I have, like, a diary of mine that was from, like, sixth year. And, like, so the way funny. I'm writing is so dramatic. I'm like, oh, Wouldn't my be God. Like, yeah. like, I know. Like, say, now the way that I'm saying, like, I can't sleep. If I was to write that now, I'd be like, another sleepless night. Yeah. I'll see if I can get through this day. I'll have a coffee, maybe even two, and a yeah. cigarette to yeah. wake me up. That's all I need. It's what all the poets eat anyway for yeah. breakfast. I'm going to have a poet's breakfast coffee and a cigarette and a fucking head full of hate. <laughs> so they ended oh off by gosh. saying, they had for some reason italicized this, which I'm like, oh, that's a choice. Okay. Um, we've been quiet for a few days, but not anymore. You've gone to the ends of the fucking earth to shit on us, have told Ew. us to kill ourselves, and have used conspiracy theories on TikTok as a trend to get more views on your own videos. Fuck you. You don't like our music? Don't fucking listen to it. We're not going anywhere. Comments are back on. Have fun and don't forget to water your plants. Plant emoji. 
Like you of course had Why is Like Can I just say I want to dump all of my plants the way, 100 emoji The way people go I'm on over plants. plants I'm so over plants If anyone wants a few plants Come to my gaff Same uh, Otherwise like <laughs> I was thinking the other day You know that thing on TikTok They're like What's your toxic trait I'm like My toxic trait is Hoping my plants die So I don't throw them out <laughs> Or like planning or like kind of getting a little bit happy when I see a few leaves die. I'm like, oh, that's for guess I'll have to throw it out. Truly nothing gives me more joy than fucking a plant in a bin. There I said it. Like I love it. And you know when you push it in the bin and it breaks and the twigs are like, I'm like, die, you motherfucker, you useless. Like I am so over plants and Instagram ruined plants. Like I started buying plants before they were cool on Instagram and then everyone was like naming their plants and like. The worst thing, being a cat, like. Being the plant mom is the new cat mom and candle woman. You know, yeah, these, oh, it's the same. It's so a, true. It's the same type of person. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Love me candles, love me cats. Oh, I love it. It's interior. But like, you know, I'm loving it and, all. And I adore cuddling up a little putty tat on my on my lap. <laughs> okay. But um, am I going around branding myself? It's not a personality. Like Having a fucking plant is not a personality trait. A, that's A. B, also, thanks for fucking exploding the industry and making plants so damn expensive. They did not used to be that expensive. You no. used to be able to pick them for a tenner. And it gets into this weird competitive thing where, like, you know, people now want to be known as the plant person and I have more plants and I know about the plants and this is... And I'm, like, it's fucking insane. And to me, okay, I do not give a fuck about anyone who is claiming to be a plant person who does not have a fully sown, stunning, blooming garden. Then you yes, can Yes, aka my Alison mom, Claffy. My mom's fucking garden is like, and Evan's mom's as well is actually a beautiful, but my mom really puts but your so much fuck. is like a she, green thumb. Oh, and that's the fucking difference. Yeah, that, I'm like, bow down, no, bitches. But that's also bow like, down, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> But like exactly like your mom is not like your mom just loves it and is knowledgeable. Is not naming her bamboo plants, by the way. She's no. like, that's a coll- actually. Do you know what? Here's another swaggler. You're gonna call your plant Judy, and then in my mind I'm thinking of that TikTok music. It's like dun dun. How about carnivorous furiosca? Like my mom is fully. I'm like, what plant is that? And she's like, that is um, a fardicatus uh, ambrosialata. And, and that's it, the difference between our generation and our parents' generation. Like yeah. my mom's the same. Like my mom's like, did you see? I did those geraniums and I did that. Yeah. And like she knows what's good my for what like, season. The flowstrums over there aren't they beautiful? They only they only bloom for about an hour in July. I know. I'm my like, mom knows that shit too. I'm like, how do you know this? Like I was like, oh, wow. You know, like bopping around in yeah. lockdown, like in my little 5km, I've been very much enjoying the cherry blossoms and the magnolia oh, trees, stunning, yeah. especially magnolia trees. I'm like, wow, when I see a good one of those, I just stare for a moment and then go on with my day. And I was Beautiful. like, mom, it's not fucking gorgeous, that tree. She's like, magnolia tree, enjoy it. It's only going to be around for two more. Like she knows how long it's fucking blooming. I'm a like, perennial, I believe they're called. That's beautiful know. that you know that. My mom, I'll I want to know that. But my, like, when I'm in my mom's, she's like, she's like, look at the aphids or she always has these, fuck, and she has these, these plants, which are lilies. Like, I don't know. She has this mad name for them though. And they're so tall. And she's like, they, they literally open for like, a week in July But she has to take care of them For the whole year I'm like now that That is a plant woman Yeah And that is a plant woman That I will happily pay So much attention to Because now that I'm like I did up our balcony recently And I was like Putting I've got some herbs out there And now like I've really realised That when 
I get a gaff like I really want to like grow herbs and grow maybe some vegetables and stuff like yeah, that yeah that was so cool and just to have a really nice garden is such a fun project but also just to have like loads of herbs and like a little green well I house. think it's a really like fulfilling hobby and yeah. that's where like our generation wants to kind of like I love that we're now getting into plant drama I'm well gonna... I like it let's start it yeah plant I mean, drama because this is the fucking difference and this is like this is exactly kind of what's what spoke to me okay now I have moved and I've brought one plant Mm-hmm. Two, sorry, two. Mother, um, mother-in-law tongue. What's that one? Snake, snake plant. plant or I love my tongue. snake plant because they fucking don't take any care. They always look stunning. I know. I love how like erect they are. I know. There's like boing. I know. <laughs> and then I brought my uh, bird of paradise. Yeah. Now I bought that in Malahide, and me and Fiona were like, "Oh my god, I've been seeing them on the gram. I was dying to get one." And wheeling it out of the plant center, and this like man came over to me, and he was like. That is a beautiful bird of paradise. Wow, wow. Um, I actually grew one from seed. It took uh, 10 years. I was like, I got, I've just bought this it's thing. Like, you are the G. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> with no, like that didn't even come into my head of how long it would yeah. have taken to grow this thing. I'm like, oh yeah, got it. Cute in yeah. my house. Love it. Water like, it once a week. Yeah, like no, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly. And that's not fulfilling. You know, where people are trying to say like, oh, plant mom. It's like, there t- I remember like I got into plants because I was like fucking following some like YouTuber in New York bitch who was like plants make me feel so good because like you're seeing something it's apparently like for your mental health mm. it's good to have like something living in your house and that they you clean water. the air as well yeah nice. and all that shite but like <laughs> you know then I found myself trying to find the plants that took the least amount of care and the ones that take the least amount of care usually are the ones that don't grow that quick you know yeah. like so you're not actually getting that like experience of seeing something tending to it and watching it grow say as your mum or my mum are getting from their gardens yeah because my mom literally like starts planning her garden in like January and isn't that the difference that our generation is so like nah I don't like the fact that I have to look at the ming and soil for a while I just want to buy the plant and make it look you know the or way. like the like you know when people nowadays and we probably see because a lot of people we know are like buying houses or that's you know our generation now are like starting like renovation instagrams and like yeah. they always get the like pre-grown grass in their garden yes. and my mom and dad what never oh my god we used to watch what was that fucking show um, and it's so spenny it's no it's like, insanely expensive it's insanely expensive and, and like that, in comparison to like seeds what, which are like yeah no, a couple cents what was the show that they would do they do up one room and they do up your garden on, they do the garden as yes, well. Yes, because your man did it. What was that guy? Oh, Dur- not, Dur- you know, Yeah, not, I know him. You know. Not, Dur- With the not, curly hair. Yeah, the curly. <laughs> and apparently his garden is like insane. Apparently he has an Instagram. I can't remember where I was listening to this. I'm probably going to out myself as listening to one of our haters podcasts or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he had... He what has, is his name? Apparent, oh no, it's not our haters podcast. Sorry, I was actually listening to the Unpopular Opinion. They were talking about it. Um, our lovers. Our lovers. They... Uh, he has apparently an insane garden. It's like a jungle. Which I'm like... Wow. I'm like that slaps, you know. But yeah, and I, I mean, again, like an it's outdoor something, garden. Oh, I love looking at gaffs on um on Daft mm-hmm. or my home or whatever. And there was one that has like a Japanese style. Garden. Oh, stunning! I love Japanese plants. Like beautiful, like Malahide Castle. Yeah. Oh, I divine. love that. But um, yeah, they used to do one where he would do the garden and someone would do a room. I can't remember the name of the show. Let me know if anyone fucking remembers it. And he would always put the rolled out grass. And I remember that we would watch that when we had like 
we moved to my the home I grew up in when I was like probably five or so but then like by the time there was a lot of work to do on the house by the time my mom like got to the, to the garden I was probably about maybe 10 or so and I remember we were growing grass and I was like oh we could just get that <laughs> and my mom and I were like because we had all this like these like sticks and like uh like uh, fucking strings. Oh, and it looked rotten. To, I remember it, my mum doing like, the grass in our garden it. too. Yeah, it's it looks big brown. And then it like, and, and it, they sprout. And it grows like different times. I know, I'm like, how is that going to like stick alopecia. into the, it does look like alopecia. <laughs> it's like those hairless cats when they start to grow hair randomly. You're like, yeah. oh, what? It's like when you've gotten laser and it yeah. starts to grow back <laughs> in weird fucking tufts. You're like, yeah, you Ew. haven't, you haven't like, shaved in a while and you look down and you're like, oh, I've got it. Inch long I'm pretty hair. sure I said the same to my mum. Like, buy, why just buy the rollout one? And my mum's like, 50 euro roll. I know. And I was like, are you absolutely insane? <laughs> but that's so true. Their generation are happy to sow the seeds and watch the grass grow. Ours want the rollout. Roll yeah. Rollout grass. And please. it not be the perfect grass. Because I think like only that rollout grass is like so. So dense. Yeah. So and no like fertile and, and like all natural looking. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it looks like AstroTurf. But anyway. It does. A little bit of prancher. But prancher anyway, enjoy drama. it. Enjoy it. Enjoy, Enjoy it. your rolled out grass. Yeah. I'll be sowing seeds. Yes. 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 I, I like that. I think we should take more from our, our parents well, rather yeah, than... Yeah, I'm levelling up. I'm going to be doing window baskets, just so you know. That's, okay. I'm doing that now from my balcony. And because in, where you live and the other balconies, there is like plant work going on. Oh, my always, nan yeah. had it in her balcony. Mm. Like there was like this unspoken of plant balcony war. war. It's balcony like war. flexing. We are all flexing on each other. And like, like, I'm like she has a few fucking geraniums up there. Jesus, they're in beautiful condition. Like there was one very op- high maintenance. There plant. was one opposite my um, my mum's uh, or my granny's balcony, and it was just known as like whoa. That balcony is the goat. It yeah. was like so flourishing, fucking flopping plants everywhere, beautiful colors, like and stunning. That, that's way more impressive than like a fucking few uh, cheese plants. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyway, girls. Lidl's. Right, girls. Uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.